proud bisexual astrology influencer. Bye, bye, bye? Question mark? <laughs> It is hot by summer. Hello, and welcome to Hot by Summer, the podcast that's your one stop shop for everything by with your host, me, Charmy. Everything from by news, by culture, by TV shows and films, by awakenings, and so much more. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We're going to start this episode off with some hot buy news in a segment I like to call, Why is Nobody Talking About This? First and foremost, we got some sad news. The FDA just recalled Oatly. The brand of the bisexuals has been recalled by the FDA, which means that no more Oatly. Oatly is out. Oatly is out. You know what's in? supporting black and queer owned businesses. So I found a really cool, a super dope company that is black and queer owned that has oat milk and it's called Ghost Town Oats. It's so good. I walked my little happy hips on down to a cute little cafe in Hollywood called Obet and Dells and they had them by the carton and they come in these really cute little cases. This is not sponsored by the way. They come in these really cute little pink 80s, 90s Y2K pink cartons and they're so freaking cute. So I highly recommend uh, switching over to Ghost Town Oat. If you're in the LA area, you can find it at Obet and Dell's, which is a cafe in Hollywood, which is also a black and Asian owned cafe. Or if you're in the West Side area, uh, there's a place called Dayglow. Uh, I don't really travel over to the West Side too much. <laughs> I'm not a lot over, over on those parts. But if you are on the West Side, highly recommend going to Dayglow. So uh, yeah, Oatly's out. Black and queer owned companies are in, baby. So I took a survey in my story on Instagram, which if you're not following me on Instagram, what are you doing? What, what, what are you doing? The people who get that, get that. The people that don't, don't. The girls that get it, get it. The girls that don't, don't. What, what, what are you doing? Uh, please follow me on Instagram uh, at Biastrology. But I took a little cute little survey and I wanted to know what is the most bisexual day of the week? And in my head, I knew what I thought was the most bisexual day of the week. But I was like, let, let's let the audience, let's let the audience see what the most bisexual day of the week is. I did the, I did the little, the cute little survey in my story. Guess what it is? Thursday. So happy Thursday. If you're listening today and it's Thursday, happy Thursday to you. Guess what? Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. It's lit. Apparently, Thursday is the most bisexual day of the week, which also means it is the day that I am going to release my episodes. I will be doing them bi-monthly. I'll be releasing episodes on Thursdays. That's my new day. I feel like this is like a big monumental moment. My friend told me that the reason why Thursday is the most bisexual day of the week is because it's a weekend or it's a weekday, depending on how much you like to party. You know, it's a little bit of both. It's, it's bisexual, just innately, which is, I mean, in my personal opinion, the coolest day of the week. Thursday is dope. 
That's what I would have chose. So I'm happy you all chose it. So let's get into some other hot buy news. So I was on TikTok scrolling, scrolling my little thumbs, my little cute little buy thumbs were scrolling through TikTok. And I saw this TikTok and this straight girl. I know she was straight immediately. I was like, straight lady. And she was talking about how Frank Ocean is vacationing in Italy. And I was like, bet okay frank ocean vacationing in italy we love to see it live your best life get your rest in before this album drops right and then she's like in the background you can see omar apollo in the background and i was like oh and then she goes they're dropping music and it's gonna be amazing and i'm so excited and in my head i was like "Mm, i don't think that's what's happening I think there's something a little bit fruity going on in Italy. I don't think it's music. I think it's fruity, but it's not music. So I have never ran to the comments so quick in my life. Ran. I skiddily duped, dipped, dopped on over into the comments. And immediately everybody's like, they're not making music. They're making love. (laughs) And I was like, as they should. As they should. Omar Apollo is such a good artist, too. And I can hear parts of... Frank Ocean's influence in his music, which I absolutely love. Yeah, there's this 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 by yearning that is just so obvious in Omar Apollo's music that is just so beautiful. So apparently they're together. Uh, and they've been together for a while. Frank Ocean, as we know, is a Scorpio Sun, Cap Moon, Daddy Vibes. He gives daddy vibes. And you know what? Omar Apollo is a Taurus. Need I say more? Like I knew like the body language, everything that was happening in the video, it's like, yeah, yeah, they're together. But then I found out that Omar Apollo is a Taurus and I'm like, oh, they're fucking fucking. It's fun. It's a fun little ditty. They're having a good time. So good for them. Good for them. On to the next news topic. Megan Thee Stallion dropped her new album, Traumazine. It's out. It's about. I have not listened to the whole thing because I'm really in my renaissance era, but I am going to listen to it. I know this is the last album that she's dropping with her label, 1501, which kind of screwed her over. But again, history of music, they hate black women. They truly hate black women. But this is her last one on this album. So I'm excited to listen to it. So far, so good. I like it. I don't love it but I like it, you know? And also it's like, have you ever drank soda and then ate fruit? And you're like, the fruit doesn't hit. The fruit doesn't hit as, as deeply because you just drank soda. And that's how I feel about listening to Renaissance. It's just so rich and so creamy and so beautiful. It's like, it's like when you go to a really fancy restaurant and you order like, like a luxurious meal, right? And you're like, oh, this is so good. This is so, it's hitting all of the parts of my tongue, the palate. My palate is on fire, right? So you're feeling all these feelings. And then you listen to, or not listen to, this is the metaphor, right? And then you go to McDonald's and you're like, oh, this isn't as good, but it's satisfying. Not the Megan the Science McDonald's at all whatsoever, but I'm in my Renaissance era and I can't stop listening to it. What the heck did that Virgo put into that album? She put a spell on it. Me and my friends were talking about it. I genuinely think she put a spell on that album because it's addictive to a point where I was like, why am I listening to that girl every morning at 9 a.m.? Like, why? Like, I need it. It's beautiful. It's sick. It's madness. I love it. So back to Megan Thee Stallion. Love her. She's also in her little, she's in her acting girl lane right now because she made an appearance on P-Valley. They kind of hinted at it a couple episodes ago, but now she's in it. 
this episode, this last episode. Go Megan The Stallion. You can't keep a hot girl down. Honestly, you can't. Speaking of hot girl, Kehlani's tour just started. And Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, y'all need to chill the heck out. Honestly, PA is where I grew up, y'all. I grew up, I wish I grew up in Philly or Pittsburgh, but I did not. I was always jealous of the people that did. I grew up in a little dairy town, a little Christian conservative dairy town full of a bunch of palm colored people. It was not very exciting. Was it traumatizing? Yes. Exciting? No. Interesting? Depending on how you define interesting. Wasn't my favorite place in the world to grow up. But anyways, Kehlani started their tour. So that's exciting. I think they started in like North Carolina or something. They started their tour. They're making their way around the the country, the United States, and then they're going to blast off into to Europe. But the girls are fighting. The girls are fighting. So Kehlani pulled up to Philly. And apparently like seven different people passed out and they had to end their, their tour, not their tour, but they had to end their concert early, which I'm like, good for you. Like tourist nurturing, loving soul. You are taking care of your people and setting boundaries, even when it seems like it's, it seems cruel at the time, but then you look back and you're like, actually it makes sense. So if you know any tourists, you know, this is, this is the cycle. And they're also just such nurse nurturing. They're just so nurturing. Like I could tell in Kehlani's face that they really wanted to like continue the singing and continue the set, but they couldn't because they were like, people are passing out. And I heard that they had to like keep stopping every like song somebody was passing out. Then they hit Pittsburgh. Ooh, Chile. And the girls are fighting. <laughs> Literally, they were on tour and they were like on the stage. And there's just like this video of these girls just brawling. And then somebody reaches in and snatches a wig off during the song Nanya, which is, by the way, truly the pettiest song <laughs> one of the pettiest songs uh that Kilani has ever made like it's none of your business where i'm at it's none of your business what i'm doing like you're mad because i'm fucking and sucking somebody that has a bigger willie mcwilliamson <laughs> than you like it's just like a very petty song and of course the girls are fighting to that song so live that Kilani did and they were just like honestly this is my favorite show <laughs> and i was like a Taurus, a true Taurus, like I'm away from the drama, but I like watching it, you know? I'll pull up with my my lawn chair and my popcorn, but I don't want to be a part of it, but I'll be behind it. Every city has its own personality. I'm so pumped up. I'm so amped for them to be in LA. Y'all have no idea. I'm just, my body is ready. My soul is ready. They must have an astrologer because it truly takes place It'll be during Virgo season. It's September 10th. And guess what's happening on September mother freaking 10th? It is a, the moon will be in Pisces. The moon will be in Pisces, which for those of you who don't know, Pisces moons have the best playlists of all time. If anybody sends you a playlist and they're Pisces moon, first of all, it's an act of, of deep love and appreciation Sure, it's by culture to send somebody a playlist, right? Maybe I'll do that to my crush. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but if a Pisces moon sends you a playlist, it's going to be the littest, most beautiful 
playlist of all time. And so Pisces moon, the Pisces moon is September 10th and it's a Pisces full moon. The music is going to hit. The music is going to hit so hard. I'm really excited about Pilani being in LA. And I know that the musical like guests are going to be, it's going to go wild. It's going to go absolutely insane. So I'm really excited. Another fun, nurturing celebrity that's a cancer that I love is Solange. Solange is composing an original score for the New York Ballet at the Lincoln Center in October. And I'm so excited. Like, I love Solange. I think Solange is absolutely incredible. Her music makes me just feel so incredibly black. It's just, it's just so good. It's just so good. So yeah, that's the hot buy news. So we're gonna head into the Astro Tea. So what's going on in the Astro World? What's What's going on? So we're obviously, not obviously, maybe to some of you, it's not obvious, but we are still in Leo season. We are very much in the, in the thick of it, in the thick of Leo season. This Leo season does feel a little heavier. I think it's because the Saturn retrograde, like there are fun things that have happened to me, at least during this time, which I'm really excited for. I'm pumped for. I think I've had so many really cool experiences. Honestly, this was probably the best summer of my life but there was a lot of heaviness there was so much heaviness and so saturn retrograde is very much i can feel that but even more than the saturn saturn retrograde the other day i was listening to brent fias who is my favorite virgo actually that's a lie he's not my favorite virgo there's other virgos to be my faves but he's one of the sexiest virgos he also has a scorpio mars and if anybody has a Scorpio Mars, I know that they're into some freaky, 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 dicky, dicky, shiki, dicky, do. I know they do some crazy stuff. And I love it. As a Scorpio Mars myself, I already know. Like, no matter what your sun is, you might have like a pretty unassuming face. Like, you look like cute and nice. A woman in the street, but a freak in the sheets is Scorpio Mars energy. But Brent Fias also has a Scorpio Mars. And I was listening to him the other day and I was like, why is this music hitting so hard? Why does it feel so good to listen to? And I was like, I get that pre-pumpkin spice scent going. Something's in the air. I wish I could say it's starting to get cooler in LA, but it's not. It's literally 84 degrees right now. Guess what? Guess what? Virgo season is slowly but surely. It's almost on its way. And I have a, I love the fall, but Virgo season just like gets that like little, that juicy, that juicy fall vibe that we all kind of need after our hot girl summer where we're like, whoa, I've been, I've been twerking on tabletops for a couple months. I need to maybe get cuffed up and lay in bed for a while. So yeah, Virgo season is upon us. Mercury enters Libra on August 26th, which means you need to be prepared to talk in circles flirt with zero intention to cuff somebody and just be on your hot girl behavior like no 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 putting all eggs in one basket flirt be ready to be super indecisive it's okay to be indecisive it's okay to not make a decision it's okay to just sit there and be like okay at a certain point you start needing to make a decision and that non-decision is a decision but for the most part have fun it's like the last push of hot girl summer that Libra in Mercury. Talk your talk. Be charming. Be sexy. Be fun. Be flirty. According to Jessica Lignato, who is one of my favorite queer astrologers, she said that people who have Mercury and Libra placement, this is what she says in her book, Astrology for Real Relationships, which I highly recommend you get if you haven't got it. She is a triple Capricorn. Jessica Lignato is. And uh, she's very good at just like putting things in plain, very easily consumable fashion. So her book is great. And she says, 
Libra Mercury. This placement leads to indecisiveness, which can become uncertainty and insecurity over time, which is true, right? That's true about Libra Mercury placement. But also one thing that I love about Libra placements in general is that they can see things from both sides. And I think the world perceives that as indecisiveness, but they're like, both decisions are equally as valid. And I respect that, but it's also like, just make a decision. Just make a decision. Please, for the love of God, just make a decision. Um, another fun thing that's happening is there gonna, there's going to be a new moon in Virgo on the 27th of August. That is a fun time to really start manifesting what you want, but also like doing the work. I think Virgo is like, okay, we're going to do the work, not just manifest what we want, but we're also going to do the work. Highly recommend you take time to manifest, but you know, do the work. If you want a car, save for a car. If you want concert tickets to Beyonce, save for Beyonce. Like, you know, you got to do the work. I'm always like super critical. This is going to be my pet peeve. I should honestly have a segment that says buy pet peeve. But this is one of my biggest pet peeves is online. You'll see like this wealthy, wealthy white woman who drives a Tesla, has a Porsche, has a beautiful home, like multi-million dollar home. And she's like, I manifested the life that I wanted. And I was like, no, you didn't, silly Billy. You have generational wealth. What are you talking about, you liar? And then she'll like sell courses for manifesting. And I'm like, so you really just scam the system. You're a scammer. Honestly, those are the true joy and the scammers. Do I respect them? No, not really. Are they girl bosses? Yeah. Is that a respectable thing to be? Not in 2022, baby. Not in 2022. Okay, so we're going to move on to recommendations. What am I watching right now? What am I? What am I looking at? What am I seeing? Um, I watched probably one of my favorite movies of the year a couple weeks ago called Chutney Popcorn. If you want brown people at the forefront of the story, if you want queer people at the forefront of the story, if you want a romance, if you get that, if you love that, if you know that, if you breathe that, you're going to love Chutney Popcorn. Chutney Popcorn is a 1999 comedy drama film starring, directed, and co-written by Nisha Ganatra, okay? It's very good. She plays this lesbian Indian woman called Rena. Uh, she has her sister and her mom, and her mom really kind of doesn't accept her. Her mom doesn't really accept her queerness, um, and her sister finds out that she can't have children. Rena decides to have a baby for her sister, and it takes place in New York City, and it's just such a good film. It's like, if you need your itch to be scratched for 90s, like very rom-com queer, this is it, 100%. It's so beautiful. And to see somebody talk about how their mom really kind of doesn't accept them and doesn't accept their queerness, and like, you know, it's not like her mom is like throwing her out in the street and being like, you're a horrible person. You're so stupid for being queer. Da, da, da. It's not that. It's a more common story, which is like microaggressions, which is like, hey, there's this guy or what about this guy or, you know, that kind of thing, which I think a lot of us can relate to. And it took place in the 90s and it was so cutting edge and it like touches very briefly touches on biphobia amongst the lesbian community, which I'm here for. I'm always here for it. Another thing that I'm watching is something called Sweet Life, not of Zach and Cody, although that show was so good. <laughs> that show was incredible, but I'm not I'm not talking about Sweet Life. I'm talking about Sweet Life on HBO Max. The producer is Issa Rae. Honestly, it feels like if Insecure was a reality TV show, which is why it's so good. Like I saw ads for it and I was like, meh, it doesn't look good. But it's a bunch of like 
affluent black people living in LA and like kind of going through life and figuring out what they want to do with themselves, what they, how their communication style is, all this stuff. And it's really, really, really fantastic. Highly recommend, highly recommend. Also, it's great to see people open up, especially black men open up and be so vulnerable. A woman talks about her abortion on television. Like it's so it's really cutting edge. People need to tap into it. People need to tap into it. Tap in. I'm telling you right now, go watch Sweet Life. Stop what you're doing. Get your friend's HBO Max password and go watch Go watch Sweet Life. And while you're at it, go also watch Rap Shit because it's good. It's really good. It tells the story of two friends who reconnect and start a rap group. And it's really cute. It's really cute. It's really – sometimes you don't want to – watch heavy stuff. It's just nice to see shows that talk about technology and how that interacts with our relationships. We are going to move on to our next segment called Bye Mail. Bye Mail, baby. It's Q&A time. So I'm answering questions from listeners. Okay. So this listener says, I'm 28 and I have a question for you. How can I tell if I'm bi? Is there a spectrum? I am currently happily engaged to a cis man and I have had my thoughts dot 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 i also had a flirtationship which i love that word with this adorable stud i also love studs if you're a stud and you're listening to this if you're a stem and you're listening to this please message hot by summer at gmail.com <laughs> i love you um okay back to the question i had a flirtationship with an adorable stud we never kissed but i thought about it and wanted to i would catch myself having dreams about her my fiance is open to a threesome with other chicks. That's more so a femme. Is it too late to explore this? Should I go to my grave without the confirmation of exploring my sexuality? Help. Signed by Curious Baby. All right, by Curious Baby. The short answer to this question is if you feel bi, you are bi. If you have my definition of bisexuality, is the attraction to my own gender and other genders. So if you feel that, if you think you could potentially have that, if you fantasize about that and want that, whether it's romantic, sexual, whatever, then you're bi. Sure. There's no gatekeeping over here. We don't gatekeep. And if that label change, it changes. If you're like, oh, actually, you know, not really feeling this. Okay, you get to decide. You get to decide what you are and what you're not. And if you feel bi, you're bi. One of the things that I really struggled with when I first came out was I felt like I needed somebody to give me like that stamp of approval, like somebody to be like, "Charmy, I dubbed thee a bisexual." Huzzah! You know. And I thought there was going to be this huge coming out party, and I'd be in West Hollywood, and people would be like, "Hey, you're bi. We accept you." That is the opposite of what happened especially in West Hollywood. I could write a whole book about West Hollywood and how toxic and terrifying and unsafe and white West Hollywood is, but that's a story for another day. Right now we're, we're answering by curious babies questions. So yeah, the short answer is if you feel bi, then you are bi. If you think you're bi, then sure, why not be bi? I think we live in a society that, that needs absolutes and that needs you to feel like, okay, am I this? Am I that? Am I this? Yes, I fit into this box. And it's like, sometimes you fit into the bi box. Sometimes I fit into the queer box. Sometimes I'm like, no box at all and every box at the same time. So yeah, another thing that I love about this question is exploring my sexuality within a cis het relationship there is a lot to it there's a lot of 
flatter, a lot of pitter patter on the TikToks, on the internets about what a true bisexual queer relationship is in the confines of a hetero looking relationship. First thing I'll say is you never really know if somebody's hetero based on their partner. Like that partner could be queer and you might, you just might not know it. I know from my friend group or my friends, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, that person got married and they're straight. And then my friends will be like, babe, we're not straight. Like, I don't know who told you that. I don't know why you thought that, but we're not straight. And I'm like, yes. Okay. Okay. We love to see that. So yeah, I think when it comes to exploring your sexuality, I think it's so important to remember that even though it's called sexuality, not really centering sex in exploring sexuality, right? For me personally, personally, when I was exploring my sexuality, I thought it had to be, okay, I need somebody to finger me. I need somebody to eat me out. I need somebody to strap me from the back. (laughs) I really have no clue why I just said all those things. Um, Is she a little bit horny? I don't know why I just said that. I literally have I cannot explain to you why I just said that. Anyways, um, why am I so horny? Anyways, so that's what I would center my sexuality on. However, I realized that exploring my sexuality outside of sex was one of the most gratifying things I could do. Going to queer museums, looking up queer history, reading queer books, reading uh, queer articles written by queer people on queerness, uh, talking with other queer friends, um, exploring art that's queer, exploring museums that are queer, exploring celebrations that are queer. Those are all really great ways to explore your sexuality that don't include sex, right? Because there are ace people out in the world, right? There are people who don't want to have sex. We're in a double mother freaking pandemic. So some of us do not have access to just like popping our coochie on every little person we see in the club, you know? So sexuality can be explored outside of sex. I wish we had better language to explain sexuality that wasn't the word sex in it. I wish it was called desireality or I don't know. I wish we just had better language. But yeah, by Curious Baby, I highly recommend you explore what it means to be queer outside of sex because sex is more than that. And yeah, if uh, Stud hears this uh, and wants to do all these things I talked about, please let me know. Uh, speaking of that, y'all, the title of this episode, A Big Gay Crush, because your girl has a big gay crush on somebody. I was not expecting myself to have a crush. I haven't had a crush in a long time. To be fair, I... To be really fair, I had a crush more recently and then found out that, you know, the delusion of people, you you see somebody, maybe it's my Virgo Venus, but I see somebody and I'm like, okay, like I'm fantasizing. I like this person, da, da, da. And then the reality hits and you're like, oh, the made up version of you that I created in my mind who is perfect for me isn't really what's giving in real life. It's not giving in real life. So maybe you need to get out. Um... But yeah, I have a crush. And according to the Astro Girlies, Mercury Retrograde is starting in a couple of weeks, which means I have one week before the shadow period to tell this person that I'm into them. And I don't know what to do. I wish I had the answers, but I don't know what to motherfreaking do. 
I really don't. I don't know what to do. I told my therapist, I was like, hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girlfriend. Um, have this crush. Don't know if I should tell this person. And she like paused and she was like, well, duh, of course you need to tell them. Life is short. And like, what happens if you don't tell them? You're going to spend your whole life trying to figure out what would happen. Okay, well, that was rude. <laughs> that was a rude little wake-up call. Um, so the astrological bodies are telling me to tell this person that I'm digging them. My therapist is telling me that I should tell this person. So I guess I don't have a choice but to be a little vulnerable, little little hoochie mama. Also, can we ban heart eyes for bisexuals, please? Please? I'm so sick and tired I'm so sick and tired of you bisexuals sending heart eyes to a story. What's your intentions? Is your intentions, oh, that was a cute outfit, or oh, you're my friend. Wow, you're looking so good platonically. Or is the heart eyes, I want to eat your coochie. That's why I want to ban heart eyes for bisexuals specifically. Because y'all y'all be using that like it's, y'all be throwing out the heart eyes too 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 aggressively what do you mean by that what do you mean by that person please tell me please tell me what you mean by that having a crush is so hard y'all it's so hard but i think one of the interesting things about being a black girl who has a crush on somebody is you always have to wonder like oh do they like black girls even if even if they're black themselves like oh do they do they like black girls because the world we live in says black girls are undesirable or loud. I mean, I'm loud, but that's because I have Leo Moon. And I'm just a loud... I'm from the East Coast. But anyways, you know, the world stacks against us. And I think that there's such heartbreak in the fact that queer people of color can't just have the magic and hold on to the magic of having a crush. It always comes with, oh, well, do they date black girls? Or do they date brown girls? Or do they like brown people? It always comes with that weight. And it sucks. Because I'm like already on top of the confusing bisexual hard eyes and the confusion of not dating, you know, dating non-men. It's already like there's no script. So you're already like, ah. Then on top of that, on top of that confusion, it's like, does this person like black people? And I just have been so emotional this summer, y'all. Like, because I just feel like such a late bloomer to queerness in general. So it just sucks because there's so much in dating that I wish I, I could just have the magic of just liking somebody but it comes with so much and especially when i'm a late bloomer especially in my friend group i feel like all of my friends at least the friends that i have in la we all kind of came out at around the same sort of time right we all were kind of coming into ourselves and figuring ourselves out at the at the same time we all were just like oh yeah i want to bump coochies i want to bump coochies me too me too me too i want to do this i want to do that i'm queer I'm queer. Like we all kind of came into that at the same time. But it's really sad to see my friends, especially the friends that exclusively are uh, dating non-men, drop off like flies and get into a relationship. And honestly, it's like a sadness mixed with jealousy. I know that I'm not the beauty standard. I know I'm a hot. I know I'm a hottie. I got great boobs. I got a nice, fat, juicy ass. I got pretty skin. I can hold a conversation. I'm a bad bitch. You know, I'm a bad bitch. I know I'm a bad bitch. But according to this freaking crazy world we live in, I'm not. Especially in comparison to people who like don't have to do much. Like I would literally walk into these like queer clubs, lashes, makeup, face beat for the gods, cute little booty sticking out, like belly out, titties 
sitting right. And I will walk in and not a single person will talk to me. I'm just like, okay. But I realized recently, I made this tweet a while ago that was like, oh, like if I want to be desired in the way that I want to be desired, I'm going to have to start dating men exclusively again. And that's really a heartbreaking thing to do. That is heartbreaking. But then I started going to these black queer events and I was like, oh, I am desirable. I was just around too many white people, too many white people. Uh, So if you're a person of color, I would say get tapped into your POC queer community. And I feel like we all kind of feel like late bloomers at some point or another. Dating is hard, especially when you just like, I was thinking about this the other day. The fact that like, I just like thought I knew what I wanted for such a long period of my life. Like I'm going to marry a man in power. I'm going to, I really thought I was going to marry a man in power. That is some earth sign Venus type stuff right there. But I was like, I'm going to marry a man in power and it's going to be great. And we're going to be like a power couple. And then I wake up in my late 20s and I'm like that's not at all what I want been there done that I don't want I don't even like that stuff so there's a lot of changes going through this queer puberty is wild especially when you have a crush on someone what do you do somebody told me once that I won't find love until later in life and that really messed me up because it came at a time where I was just understanding my sexuality and just getting so much rejection from a lot of white queers like I really wanted validation from so many white queers and I think that's where my attraction came from was like this idea of like I need them to validate my queerness uh in in the confines of a relationship but ultimately you know I had to really work on myself and work on the fact that I like needed to to decolonize my dating and that's been a whole journey like step by step what that looks like has been a whole journey but you know i'm really starting to find my way out of the sunken place out of the queer sunken place but it's so hard because if i wanted to date somebody i could if i wanted to be in a serious relationship i could but not the one that i want you know what i mean like i know what i want i want black queer love baby black queer love the burdens of dating as a black woman when you're really hot and you know you're hot and white people will continue to date skinny straggly haired blonde girls with septum piercings and forearm tattoos of flowers that they got to symbolize their queerness that is just not me so if you're listening to this and you're feeling undesirable as a person of color who's queer and dating you're not alone you're not ugly you're not a silly billy for thinking all your thoughts we're all going through this you are not alone at all whatsoever the world is a really wild place for us it's unsafe in many ways especially when it comes to dating i saw this tiktok the other day actually it wasn't a tiktok oh my god it was not a tiktok it was on somebody's dating profile shout out to whoever said this you know the voice memos this person was like i thought they were gonna say something cheesy and corny but instead they said something that was like a nugget that i'll end off on they said shout out to you for putting yourself out there for going on dating apps, for going to queer events, for talking to people, to creating community, to doing all the things that you need to do to put yourself out there. That is extremely vulnerable and it is extremely beautiful and it is never in vain. Y'all, this person said this on this dating app as a voice memo and I almost started crying because I was like, yeah, that's me. And maybe it's you too. And you're putting yourself out there and you're like, well, when will it be my turn? When will I get the shoe? When will I be the Cinderella in the story? When will I get the black queer romance or the Latin queer romance or the Asian queer romance of my dreams? 
You are the Latin, Asian, Black, queer romance of your dreams. You are that right now just by being you. I'll keep y'all updated on my crush though. Hope I have the the spunk to tell them. The days are dwindling, y'all. I only have a short amount of time. We will see what happens. But thank you so much for joining me on Hot by Summer. This was a fun little episode. If you like this episode, please subscribe. Follow me on at Bi Astrology. Thanks for stopping by. 